If your business is tired of paying unpredictable and high phone bills, do what I did. Switch to Zoom Calls Cloud Business Phone Service. You'll pay the same low amount every month, no matter how many calls you have in the U.S. and Canada. And Zoom Calls has a really cool feature called voicemail drops. Whenever you reach someone's voicemail, just say hi in their name and then click a couple of buttons on your phone to leave your pre-recorded message. It saves both your voice and your time. Check out zoomcalls.com. That's zoomcalls.com. I think you'll love it. Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. Boy, oh boy, did you see that sideshow we had to uh, endure last night? Savannah Guthrie, NBC News, town hall with Donald J. Trump. We've got sound bites from that. We're going to compare and contrast that with the Boar Fest I watched. I, you know, I watched the first hour. The I guess it was an hour-long NBC town hall with President Trump, Savannah Guthrie. I watched that. Then my wife and I flipped over to the um, to the Biden town hall, and I tell you what, and I think one point in the in the middle, maybe when when Trump's went to a commercial break, I flipped over as well. But you talk about a tale of two town halls. My oh my. It is just unbelievable, unbelievable what we are witnessing before our eyes. Journalism is, for all intents and purposes, and we've known this for some time, but it's dead. There's a few exceptions. There's a couple of real journalists out there. The rest of these journalists are nothing more than professional deceivers and effectively effectively members of the Joe Biden PR team. That's what we're dealing with. By the way, welcome to the program. I am your host, Todd Huff. You can email me your thoughts, your questions, your opinions. I'll even accept your adoration and praise this morning. Kidding, not kidding. Todd at ToddHuffShow.com. We're streaming live on our website. You know, if you're going to stream the program, I'd prefer you to do that on our website because who knows what Facebook's going to do or YouTube or anyone else. We've seen social media. I have it on our list to get to today, time permitting, but there's a lot to talk about with this debate. But we are streaming on YouTube, on Facebook, on Twitter as well. Todd Huff Show is the handle for all of those places. Be sure if you're there to help us reach more folks by sharing it, liking it, commenting on it. I interact with folks on there as well. I actually tweeted last night. I don't do that very often, but I tweeted last night during this this sideshow. And I look, it is remarkable I have followed this for, my oh my, I have followed uh, politics, I mean for, i say close to 25 years now. And, you know, I'm familiar with these things. I studied political science in, in college um, at, at Butler University. We've talked about that from time to time as well. Some of my experiences there. Um, so the, what we're witnessing is truly 
unprecedented in modern times. It's unprecedented what we're witnessing in modern times. What the media wants you to believe is what is unprecedented is Donald Trump, that we've never had a president who's a you know dictator like Trump. He's a white supremacist. He's a virtually a member of the KKK. Meanwhile, meanwhile, all they would do when, when Senator Robert Byrd was serving in the U.S. Senate, close personal friends of the radical left, a member of the radical left, friends of Bill and Hillary Clinton, literally a former Klansman. They didn't have any, they didn't even understand that that was a problem. I mean, it's remarkable what the media does in the amount of inconsistencies, the amount of deceit. They want a particular outcome. They do not want to do their job, which is to report fairly, to ask questions, to push back. I don't care about any pushing back. But what we witnessed last night, some have described it as a debate between Savannah Guthrie and President Trump. I just think it was – I don't even know that it was that. She wasn't so much debating. I mean, she was basically um, a Biden apologist, basically taking the Biden talking points. And if Trump didn't say them, she would question them as though the Biden talking points were the, you know, the proof, the, 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 the truth. Right. I mean, this is what we effectively dealt with. I mean, she was debating him. She was, certainly wasn't trying to moderate a fair discussion. She surely certainly wasn't trying to give him the opportunity to explain himself, to answer the questions, even if she thought it was a terrible answer. I, I, I again, pushback is fine. I don't I don't want any of these folks to be treated candidly like Obama was during his time as president of the United States. Mr. President, how'd you get so great? Tell us about that fadeaway jump shot. What was it like? What was it like to practice uh, with the Chicago Bulls or whatever it was, right? I mean, all this sort of fawning. Tell us again how wonderful and great you are. Tell us again when the sea levels are going to begin to recede since you become president, as you stated in your victory speech the night of the election. In Chicago, Hyde Park, two thousand and eight. I mean, that's what that's what that whole camp, the coverage was. White House correspondents, uh, the, the press pool treating treating Obama like that, which that's not good. You want to know, by the way, when government can do some really atrocious things? It's when the media treats politicians like that. It's when the media gets caught up in all the pomp and the circumstances and Camelot and all this sort of stuff. And they don't care about holding truth to power. They view themselves more as part of the in crowd, part of you know the exclusive club, the ruling class here in this country. Versus now, even if Trump wanted to be the dictator of the United States, even if Trump was being a totalitarian, how in the world do they expect him to be able to get away with it? And they, he shouldn't. I'm not suggesting it. But the amount of negative just hate-filled coverage of this guy is remarkable. So let's go. Last night, this was. Uh, I don't. I don't. If I had to pick a low point, I don't even know what the low point was. The low point was the whole thing. This thing last night, she came out combative. She came out, and I'll tell you what this was about. By the way, before I play the soundbite, NBC has taken a lot of flack. I don't know if you followed this. I did not discuss this. Um, didn't have <clears throat> excuse me time yesterday, but NBC took a lot of flack for carrying this town hall for President Trump. 
If you remember, this was last night was supposed to be debate number two, which was supposed to be moderated by the C-SPAN guy who's now been suspended because he lied and said his Twitter account was hacked after some tweet he sent out about Trump or some such thing. He lied about that. Now he's suspended. That was the unbiased moderator that was going to be moderating last night's debate. But remember, they canceled that thing a week in advance because Trump had COVID, which Trump, of course, had time to, to you know, heal from COVID, to the virus to pass and for him not to be contagious. But they don't want – I'm telling you, they don't want debates. They do not want debates. So they wanted to do some Zoom call and all this sort of stuff. Trump – remember all this. Trump rejected it last, uh, last, I don't know, Thursday or Friday morning. Trump rejected all this, and so ABC says we'll have a town hall. Um, Trump says, you know, basically it turns into Biden gets a town hall on ABC, and then NBC offers Trump a town hall, which is what this format was last night. Actors at NBC take their their whiny rear ends to Twitter, just so upset with their with their employer so upset beside themselves i can't believe nbc would host this debate with president trump they're part of the problem oh my goodness the the humanity here they're actually going to host this thing and so that was what was leading up to this so i think savannah guthrie last night of course you have to understand that they live in this this bubble they care more about what people with certain credentials or the hollywood types or people in dc or whatever they care more about what they think about them savannah guthrie and the likes the folks at nbc they want to be in that in crowd that's that is the in crowd to them that's the political class they want the they want the praise and approval they don't want to be on the wrong side of that so she came out last night with something to prove she came out last night with something to prove and that was that was to show them that Hey, yeah, we have Donald Trump on here, but I'm going to take this guy down. I am going to this is going to be a bloodbath for President Trump. I'm not going to let him basically I'm going to ask him 47 times about being a white supremacist. I'm going to ask him 68 times about which day he got tested for COVID. That's that's how this thing started off. I mean, she asked him about COVID tests more times than I could possibly even comprehend. What day? Did you get tested on this day? What about the test? What, what time was the test? Who administered the test? Which nostril did they stick the test up? I mean, she I'm using hyperbole, but that's what it felt like. So that's how this thing started off. Then we get to this exchange, and I'm going to go ahead and play this, and Oz is going to tell me it's time to take a break here in a minute, and she would be right, but I'm going to play this here in the first, sound, uh, the first segment today because I want to get – to a lot of stuff, and I want to make sure I get to this off the top. So this is President Trump. This is early on. I mean, this is within the first, again, I watched the whole thing. I'm going to say seven, ten minutes. I don't know. Maybe I'm not exactly right, but it was early on. I remember this. She's asking him about white supremacy, and this is the exchange. This is a couple minutes. I'll probably stop this at some point and interject, but I just want you to hear this. This is last night, Savannah Guthrie doing her best media hit job on President Trump that she could possibly – even imagine, and this is the exchange about white supremacy. 
bad problem. We've got more questions on COVID, okay. so let's drop Fine. it for now. We were supposed to, as mentioned, be watching you on a debate stage right now. We're not doing that, so let's clear up a few things from the last one. You were asked point blank to denounce white supremacy. In the moment, you didn't. You asked some follow-up questions. Who specifically? A couple of days later, on a different show, oh, you, you, you denounced white supremacy. No, you My question to you is, you've done this to why me does and it seem like... I denounced white supremacy, okay? You did I've two denounced days later. white supremacy for years, but you always do it. You always start off with a well, question. You didn't ask Joe Biden whether or not he denounces Antifa. I watched him on the same basic show with Lester Holt. And he was asking questions like Biden was a child. Well, well so this so is a little bit of a dodge. Are you, wait, are you listening? I denounce white supremacy. Okay. What's your next question? Do you feel, it feels sometimes you're hesitant to do so. Like you hesitant. wait a bit. Give me a break. <laughs> what in the, so if, again, I don't have the, the soundbite from the debate, but if you remember, he wasn't asked to, de- to, uh, condemn white supremacy in those words he was asked to condemn a particular group the proud boys in particular you remember this the proud boys and so what they're trying to do and this this is something the left is masterful of they they create this narrative trump is a white supremacist now we know that there are white supremacist groups in this nation there's no question about it there's no question about it and those should be completely and fully, uh, 100% condemned. White supremacy is ridiculous. It is evil. It is inexcusable. It is unbiblical. All these focuses, this focus, this incessant attention towards race in this country. And, And by the way, let me pause it can certainly happen from white supremacists, but it can be used by those who are of other races as well. The focus and the attention paid to race in this country, again, race is part of who we are. It's part of our, you know, it, it's interesting. Our, you can look at ancestry. That's, that's fascinating. Part of someone's story, culture, history. Great. No problem with any of that. Love to talk about that stuff with people who want to share those sorts of things. I think that's fine. No problems. Don't care. Interesting to me. Care in the sense that it's interesting. Don't care in the sense that it makes, like, the, the, it creates some sort of a hierarchy in society. If you use it as a hierarchy in society, you're going about it all wrong. We're all created in the image of God. Every single one of us, every single color, both genders, whatever nation we're from, whatever economic class we find ourselves in, etc., etc., etc. So that is the truth. President Trump has condemned white supremacy for a long time repeatedly. In fact, I might play the soundbite where there's 17 or 20 instances of President Trump doing this. Very exact thing that he's doing here. She acts as though, Savannah Guthrie, professional deceiver last night, she acts as though she's never heard President Trump do this. She says here, right where I pause the soundbite, it seems sometimes that you're a little hesitant to do so. What are you talking about, Savannah Guthrie? What they do is they say, they, first of all, they empower. You want to you know who gives these white supremacists uh, more attention and gives them 
more credibility than they should ever be given. It's the stinking media. They talk about these folks as though they represent 95% of white Americans, and that is ridiculous. It is absurd. It is stupid. It is untrue. But yes, that that is what they do. So they create this. They they you know blow this narrative up to levels of no nowhere near reality. So far beyond reality, they they over hype and over exaggerate it. Then then they start naming specific groups. How in the world is the president of the United States? How in the world is the president of the United States supposed to know if every single specific group that the media mentions, which he gets to that in this soundbite, how is he supposed to know if they're truly racist or maybe, maybe it's people who love their country that the media hates for some other reason and they've said something that the media wants to misinterpret or misconstrue about racism and so – What they want Trump to do is criticize a group and upset that group that may or may not be white supremacist, racist, or whatever else. But what they want is for Trump to – they want to cause a division between Trump and people who might might vote for Trump, right? The whole whole thing in Charlottesville, same exact thing. We had the statue that the – Trump's speech was about the people who were fighting about the statue, Confederate statues. Some people wanted those to come down. Other people said we don't want those to come down. Trump said there were fine people on both sides. That was part of what happened in Charlottesville. That is what Trump was addressing. They want you to think Trump was saying there were fine people on both sides, meaning that white supremacists were fine. Of course, they just focus on the white supremacist side. The other side in Charlottesville, there were two sides that got violent. One it was Antifa versus the white supremacists. Trump was not talking about those groups. He made it clear in his statements Savannah Guthrie and others like her act like the president never said what he really said. They are intentionally misleading you, me, the American people, and they don't care. They don't care about truth. They want people to hate Trump. If they can convince them that he's a white supremacist, fine. If they can convince people that he is a rapist, fine. If they can convince him that he's a totalitarian dictator in their world, fine. Folks, that is not fine. That is not journalism. That's not even... That's not even appropriate political opposition. It is evil and it's professional deceit. And what we witnessed last night was a sham, absolutely inexcusable, entertaining. Well, at least the Trump Trump debate was. The other one was a complete and utter bore fest, which we'll get to that as well. But I've got to take a break. Oz has been dutifully doing her job over here, and I have been talking longer than I should. Quick timeout. You're listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff. Back in just a minute. This is, I mean, what we are subjected to day in and day out here in this nation for watching watching this political theater um, be carried out is is truly remarkable. It's truly remarkable, and the media is not engaged whatsoever in even pretending any longer to be interested in the pursuit of truth. They are interested in a certain outcome, and that is. Trump leaving the White House, they're, they're more interested in Trump enter, or excuse me, leaving the White House than they are with Biden entering the White House. 
they have so caused a, a fury against President Trump, hatred directed at President Trump. They can't even see straight. By the way, I don't have this soundbite, but at the end of the town hall last night, one of the, the women who asked a question took to the microphone, and I'm going to paraphrase this. My wife found this quite entertaining, but the, the lady asking the question said, Mr. President, you are so handsome when you smile. <laughs> and she made, I mean, you just, you look so, you just look great when you smile, something like this. And I, look, NBC, Savannah Guthrie, I could feel it coming through my, my television last night, seething over this. How dare, she's supposed to stay on script. We gave her a cue card where she's supposed to read that directly off of there. And she's actually praising this president, praising the president in superficial ways. This is the left's area of specialty, right? Superficiality is what liberalism is. It's all superficial, on-the-surface stuff. It's an inch deep and a mile wide. Government has solutions for everything, but they just talk about it in a skin-deep way. There's nothing of any real substance there. There's no real solutions. All they know is they want to tell you that they can fix it, and all you have to do is vote for them, give them more of your money, and your problems will go away. And people want to believe this. So they're the masters of the superficial. Last night, this lady was fawning over President Trump, and I'm sure they were seething over it. Also, also the lady behind President Trump in the, in the camera shot, kind of over, I guess, his, his left shoulder, was sitting back there nodding and agreeing with virtually everything President Trump said, which I'm sure they also were not very happy about as well. But anyway, I'm going to get back to this, uh, this soundbite. This soundbite that I referenced before the break played a part of it. Savannah Guthrie, I'm going to go back it up. I've backed it up a little bit. She asks President Trump about white supremacy and if he's going to denounce it for the five millionth time. And, of course, President Trump has done this. He just doesn't uh, – they, they understand President Trump. They just don't want you to know they understand him. They want you to believe that they have to keep asking him these questions because he won't answer them. That is false. The reason he answers them the way that he, that he does is because they want sound bites. They want him to accept their uh, version of reality. They want him to accept certain things for their particular narrative. They want him to contemn, condemn groups who may or may not be specific groups by name. Why can't, why can't you just say, if you are a group who endorses the superiority of a race, whatever the race, for whatever the reason, I condemn that. By the way, that could include Nick Cannon, who says that black folks are better than white folks because of their melanin in their skin. Remember that? That's not good. What about that? What about asking Joe Biden, Trump says, about Antifa? Burning down cities all across this country, cities that are led by Democrats, are, who are too afraid to step in and do anything about it. So I want to pick up here where Savannah Guthrie seems like 
uh, well, she states that President Trump seems to be a little bit, oh, sometimes it seems like you're a little bit too hesitant to denounce white supremacy. Stupid stuff. But here it is. We continue. Seem like I denounced white supremacy, okay? You did I've two denounced days later. white supremacy for years, but you always do it. You always start off with a well, question. You didn't ask Joe Biden whether or not he denounces Antifa. I watched him on the same basic show with Lester Holt. And he was asking questions like Biden was a child. Well, well so th- this so is a little bit ready? of a dodge. Are you, wait, are you listening? I denounce white supremacy. Okay. What's your next question? Do you feel, it feels sometimes you're hesitant to do so. Like you hesitant. wait a bit. Here we go again. He's Every right. time. In fact, my people came. I'm sure they'll ask you the white supremacy question. I denounce white supremacy. Okay. And frankly, okay. you okay. want to know something? I denounce Antifa and I denounce these people on the left that are burning down there our cities go. that are run by Democrats. That's right. While we're doing. denouncing, let me ask you about QAnon. It Here's is another one. Theory that a, uh, Democrats are a satanic pedophile ring, and that you are the savior of that. Now, can you just once and for all state that that is completely not true? So and disavow QAnon yeah. in its entirety. I know nothing about QAnon. I just told you. I know you. very little. You told me, but what you tell me doesn't necessarily make it fact. That's I hate exactly to say that. exactly right. I know nothing about it. I do know they are very much against uh, pedophilia. They fight it very hard, but I know nothing they about it. They believe it, it is if a satanic like call run by the deep state. The subject, I'll tell you what I do know about. I know about Antifa, and I know about the radical left, and I know how violent they are and how vicious they are, and I know how they're burning down cities run by Democrats, not run Republican by Republicans. Republican Senator Ben Sass said, quote, QAnon is nuts, and real leaders call conspiracy theories conspiracy he may be Why not right. just say it's crazy and not true? He may be right. I just don't know about QAnon. You do know. I don't know. No, I don't know. I don't know. You Let me ask me you another thing. It. Let's waste a whole show. Uh, you start off with white supremacy. I denounce it. You start off with something else. Let's go. Keep asking me these okay. questions. I but, do have one more. It gives you an idea, right, as to what's going on. As to what's going on. Again, what they want to do is... <laughs> Can you imagine? I mean, look, the same question. I, I know this is this is a waste. This is an effort in futility. But can you imagine, first of all, the same intensity at the Joe Biden town hall last night? It's like two old buddies sitting around sipping coffee. I tuned into that board fest last night with George Stephanopoulos and Joe Biden. Biden wasn't challenged on – he might have been asked a follow-up question really gently by George Stephanopoulos. Really gently. Well, does that really answer the question, Joe? Senator Senator Biden, Vice President Biden, does that really answer the question? That sort of stuff. Meanwhile, we have an all-out assault happening on President Trump, and he can handle it. I'm not saying he can't handle it, but how is this conducive to political discourse? Truly. Truly. But can you imagine Stephanopoulos saying Black Lives Matter is a organization run by Marxists? They are... The founders of Black Lives Matter, including Patrice Cullors, say that they are trained Marxists, communist folks. That is the antithesis to the founding principles of this nation. Can you come out today, Joe Biden, and condemn Black Lives Matter? Can you imagine a similar conversation about this? Joe Biden would say, well, there's more to Black Lives Matter. No, 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 there's not. Not according to Savannah Gunther. I mean, QAnon, look, I— I'm familiar. I, I read and you know look at some of the stuff from from Q. 
it's a lot more than what she just described. It's, I would say fundamentally it is, I mean, it's not, I'm not saying it doesn't include what she said. Don't misunderstand me. And I'm not suggesting that that, that that is in a, a large portion um, of, of what they, they discuss. But at its core, is QAnon not simply just exposing the level of corruption of the deep state? That's really what it is at its core. So to President Trump's point, look, I don't know all the ins and outs of I'm running the United States of America. I condemn people who are white supremacists. I condemn those who uh, you know, perpetrate lies and deceit. He could have said like you, Savannah. That's it. I don't know specifically which group does what. I don't believe what you've told me about them. I don't know. Maybe Senator Sass is right. Maybe they're crazy. I don't know, says Donald Trump. Why can't you just take my answers and why can't we get to real substance here? What on earth am I sitting down here with you for? This is an absolute utter waste of my time and a candidly a political hit job. But it's to be expected. It's to be expected at this point. Sit tight. Be back here in just a minute. Welcome back. Meanwhile, meanwhile, as that town hall with President Trump and Savannah Guthrie was taking place on NBC, that make-believe town hall, that coordinated media hit piece, hit job that Savannah Guthrie did on Trump last night, we had a peaceful, boring conversation taking place between George Stephanopoulos of ABC News and Vice President, former Vice President Joe Biden. So I want to – there were some things that came up last night. First of all, Biden explained how he would enforce a national mask mandate, which you can't do, he says. But he would get down and talk with all the governors, and if the governors didn't listen, he'd go and meet with all the mayors. And if that didn't work, he'd meet with all the county councilmen and all this sort of stuff so, – uh, Town councils and so forth. I don't know if Biden does Biden know how many towns and cities are in in this in this nation. Does he have any idea? He, that's a lot of meetings. And I'm telling, you, he's got a busy first week. Should he be, God forbid, elected president? He's going to cure cancer, cure diabetes, and cure Alzheimer's. That's all week one. That's day one stuff. And that's after he repeals President Trump's uh, tax cuts. That's day one. Repeal the tax cuts, he says, which, by the way, is a tax cut for the middle class. Do not doubt me. They'll try to use, again, it's dangerous when the left tries to do math because we know where that ends up. But he's trying to use math. They try to use math to, to confuse us, to deceive us. With the help of the media, they'll say, well, most taxes, you know, 83% or whatever percent they say, is coming uh, from the, the, the tax cut that was instituted by Trump and the Republicans. Those those tax cuts favor the wealthy. Well, in a complete sense, yes, in the total amount of money. I mean, turns out if you're paying more in taxes, you get if, – if, if everyone's taxes are cut whatever percent, the people who pay a larger sum will get more back. I mean that stands to reason. 
But this tax cut helped over 90% of Americans see a lower tax bill. Those are the facts. Them's the facts, Joe Biden. No matter how much you try to pretend they're not, as Mike Pence said last week, you're entitled to your own opinions, but you're not entitled to your own facts. If you repeal the Trump tax cuts, you are in fact – you are in fact raising taxes on the middle class. Pure and simple. Don't tell me $400,000 a year, blah, blah, blah. Repealing the tax, the Trump tax cuts absolutely positively raises taxes. End of discussion. End of story. <clears throat> Biden might say that he's going to institute other tax cuts for the middle class. That's another discussion. But to pretend like raising tax, excuse me, eliminating the Trump tax cuts is not raising taxes on the middle class is another lie. It's deceit. It's untrue. So I want to shift gears here. And in our time remaining here together yet today, I want to share some sound bites from some other things that came up last night, including Biden trying, (laughs) trying to clarify his position on the Supreme Court and court packing, but really only raises more questions. So talk about that after this quick timeout. Sit tight. You're listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff, back in just a minute. Give us a call at 31. Welcome back. Okay, so I want to get to Joe Biden here at his. Silly little town hall last night with George Stephanopoulos. Borefest, as it was. Anyhow, um, here's his answer, I guess, when asked about court packing. As Pete has suggested is, and there's a number of constitutional scholars have suggested as well, that there are at least four or five options that are available to determine whether or not you can change the way in which the court lifetime appointment takes place, consistent, arguably, with the Constitution. I have not been a fan of pack co- uh, court packing because I think it just generates what will happen. Every Whoever wins, it just keeps moving in a way that is inconsistent with what is going to be manageable. So you're still not a fan? Well, I'm not a fan. I didn't say uh, it depends on how this turns Ooh. out. Oh, not how it wins, but how here. it's handled. How it's handled. <laughs> but there's a number of things that are going to be coming up, and there's going to be a lot of discussion about other alternatives as Wait, well. What does that mean, how it's handled? How will that determine well, for, 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 for example, there's actually real live debate on the floor if people are really going to be able to have a time to go through this. You know, I don't know anybody who's gone on the floor and, dis, and you know, that's been a controversial justice in terms of making fundamentally all in the, the, the makeup of the court that's gone through in a day kind of thing. I mean, it depends on how much they rush this. And mm-hmm. you think about it, George. Here you've got a lot of people not being able to pay their mortgage, not being able to put food on the table, not being able to keep their business open, not being able to do anything to deal with what's going on in terms of the economy as a consequence of COVID. And they have no time to deal with that, but they have time to totally rush this through. Well, right now, it looks like they're going to have a vote around Halloween. So if they vote on it That's before the election, day. if they vote on it before the election, day. you are open to expanding the court? I'm open to considering what happens from that point on. You know, you've said so many times during the campaign, all through the course of your career, it's important to level with It is, but George, if I, if I say, no matter what answer I gave you, 
if I say it. That's the headline tomorrow. It won't be about what's going on now, the improper way they're proceeding. But don't voters have a right to There's know where they improper. do have a right to know where I stand, and I'll have a right to know where I stand before they vote. So you'll come out with a clear position before Election Day? Yes, depending on how they handle this. What in the world does that mean? What on earth does that mean? First of all, if you remember, the whole reason that they have a problem with Amy Coney Barrett, well, the stated reason, the real reason they have a problem is because she interprets the Constitution. She doesn't legislate uh, legislate liberalism from the bench. She believes in the Constitution as it was originally intended to be interpreted by our founders. (gasps) Aghast people are in the media, in the Democrat Party over this because that – they hate that. The modern Democrat Party, the leaders of the party represent ideas that are antithetical to the founding of this nation. They hate the Constitution. I'm talking about the leaders, those in positions of power, those who are directing the Democrat Party, the rank and file – don't necessarily agree with that. Some do. The radical, unhinged, uh, radical left, the, the godless version, the godless wing of the uh, radical left, they hate that document. They hate what it stands for. They want it to be re- repealed and replaced. You talk about repeal and replaced, that's what they want repealed and replaced. Anyway, so Biden says he's going to tell us before we start voting his position on packing the court. But the whole the whole reason that they stay, that they say they're against Amy Coney Barrett, the whole reason they say they are is because she is they don't believe that a justice should be nominated and confirmed during an election. In fact, the original argument was this close to the election. Now they say no, no, no. You can't do it now because the election's already taking place. Biden says I'll tell you my position on court packing before Election day, before you vote. Problem is, what is it, 12 or 15 million Americans have already cast their ballots. What about those folks? I mean, if Trump said something like this to Savannah Guthrie, she would say, oh, Mr. Trump, Mr. Trump, I've got to fact check you here. That's not true because you didn't tell us that your position tonight, and there's already been 15 million people or whatever the number is that's cast their ballots. Right? I mean, this is exactly what would happen. But he still, still can't answer it. They've had all this time to figure out how to answer that question, and that is the best they got. And by the way, did you hear the way George Stephanopoulos pushed back there? Oh, but, but Vice President Biden, you've always been a guy that says we need to shoot straight with the American people. It's almost like he was reluctantly asking this question. He didn't push back hard. He's like, come on, Joe. Do better than that. You got to give me something a little bit better. I've got to pretend to at least be a journalist up here. You can't. I can't let you get away with that nonsense. So the end. The final. In the final analysis, the answer is, I'll give you my answer. Joe Biden says about packing the court prior to when you vote. But the problem is that's factually false. Fact checked. Which fact checking here at the Todd Huff Show? Bam. False. False information. Joe Biden did not give you an answer prior to. You're voting if you're one of the 15 million voters. I got to take a break. This is stupid stuff. Joe Biden, the silly town hall last night. I got to take a break. Come back and wrap up for the week. You're listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff. Back in just a minute. Welcome back. And then last night, last night, the New York Times 
emails out a summary of the debates, and I'm trying to find the headline here, but I can't. But basically, was the headline was Trump was combative, and and Joe Biden had a you know a, a I don't know deep reasoned conversation with uh, with George Stephanopoulos. Well, of course he did. <laughs> As though the moderators don't play, don't play a role in this, or interviewer, or whatever you want to call the folks that handled last night. But anyway, folks, we've got what two and a half weeks, two and a half weeks of this. We need to get Trump reelected. We need to get Amy Coney Barrett confirmed. We need to fight for this republic. This fight, win or lose, is not going anywhere. This battle is for the heart, mind, soul of this great nation, and we can, in fact, win. I've got to go. Thanks for listening. SDG. See you Monday. Take care.